SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Renson. I'm on the grid and so is the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. We're also on the clock. We've got a baseball game coming up in a couple of minutes. Uh, we've got a basketball game, a playoff basketball game coming up, uh, an elimination uh, game at that. The Utah Jazz up three games to one on the Denver Nuggets. Uh, we'll break that down. Donnie Wrightside steps up and in every Tuesday. Donnie Wrightside will kick it uh, with us. We have a couple of National Hockey League games on the board. Full slate of Major League Baseball this evening. And, of course, the raging redhead Cam Stewart. What's up, Cam? What's happening, Marenzi? Good call. First, I'd like to give kudos on the Dallas Stars. Great pick. I was wrong with Colorado last night. That was a crazy game. 2 nothing, and then the 5-on-3. Ding, 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 ding. Four quick goals, man. These guys look like a dangerous pooch. Uh, but coming up right now, uh, as you say, we can't live in the past. Uh, 6.05 baseball. The last time Donnie came on, I bet Philadelphia. I think you had the over. Both clicked. I'm going back to Philadelphia with Arietta, and that game goes off in about two or three minutes right now. So we'll start things off with Philadelphia to get it done. But you know those 6.05 games go, Gabe. But I like Philly today. Yeah, we've got Fetty on the hill here tonight against uh, Jake Arrieta. And, you know, a two underachieving baseball teams so far this year, uh, yet we'll, we'll, we'll give a pass to the Washington Nationals when you consider the injuries uh, that they've had. Coronavirus, injury, yep. Scherzer, Strasburg. Soto. It's understandable. All their best Soto. players. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it's, it's understandable why they've struggled uh, this year. Philadelphia, on the other hand, I had high hopes for Philadelphia, and I know Philly fans high, had high expectations as well. They're just struggling right now. The only thing I was looking at in this game, and I was thinking, you know, there's going to be some runs uh, put up on the board uh, here. I expect it to be a higher-scoring baseball game, uh, but so do the odds makers at FanDuel. Uh, the over-under is 11 runs, and it's just a little too, uh, too high uh, for me, Ken. Yeah, it's interesting, too. When you really look at the numbers, breaking it down, the over makes sense. But I also looked at the pitching matchup, and the reason I'm taking Arietta is, despite both of these guys not having sparkling ERAs, take a look at Fetty. He walks as many guys as he strikes out. He's got a real problem with control. He can be a good pitcher, but he's just one of those guys. He walks too many batters, and eventually with guys like Bryce Harper and Rio Muto, it'll catch up with you. I know the Phillies haven't been playing great, but that's a recipe for disaster for Washington with the base on balls with Fetty. That's why I'm taking the fills. I see a couple of other spots on the Major League Baseball card uh, tonight uh, that will be hitting more strikeout props. Last night we gave you three uh, strikeout props. We went two and one. Um, Casey Mize uh, did not uh, get uh, four and a half, but Kenta Maeda went over five and a half at plus money, and Trevor Bauer uh, went over. I've identified a couple of more strikeout uh, props uh, for tonight. Uh, Boston Red Sox and the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, that's an earlier game as well uh, that we'll get into. It's a tricky card uh, tonight. You know, it's anybody that's watched this Utah and Denver series, Utah's been the better basketball team. And, you know, really, this series sort of reminds me a lot, Cam, of the the Pacers and the Heat, in yeah. which it's competitive, but one team is better. And even though it's competitive, you can tell one team is better. And it sounds cliche, and I know a lot of people don't like uh, this saying, but it actually is true when you hear the phrase, they wanted it more. And Correct. you can tell. 
Like you, you can tell. Listen, every every everybody wants it, but there's there's different levels of wanting it. There's different levels of sacrifice. Correct. There's different levels of intensity, mm-hmm. and you can just tell, man. Like Utah, they're not playing around. <laughs> like like Utah, like nope. Utah are not playing. Like every damn possession is real. Every shot is real. Every loose ball is real. Every rebound is real. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates. Game Time Decisions Radio has begun. I am Renzi. We're kicking it with a raging redhead cam store. Donnie Wrightside, one of the best in the biz, will step up and in in a couple of minutes and join us. We'll cap some games as we're on the clock uh, right now. We've got a, uh, a stupid baseball game going off the board in a minute between two teams that always screw me in the Philadelphia Phillies and the Washington Nationals. I um, If I had to bet this game, I would, I would take the over, but it's 11 runs. Uh, cam? Uh, what's your final uh, decision with this game as it goes off the board? It's already bet, Gabe. Locked and loaded. <laughs> Phillies. I hope that's not the gun turning on me, but I like this. I like the situation with Phillies. I think they can get to Fetty today. I, I also do agree with the over. I think it's going to be an 8-4, to 8-5 to five type of baseball game. I like the Phillies, though. That's what I'm betting. Let's rock. Go Arietta. I got to tell you what, uh, Cam. Uh, n- 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 nobody's getting rich betting on Philly sports teams. Uh, right now, nope. Philadelphia 76ers swept. Coach gets Islanders. Fired. Philadelphia yeah. Flyers exposed <laughs> yeah. for being the average, yes. fraudulent yes. one seed uh, that they are. Um, and now the Philadelphia Phillies are just a train wreck. Philly's bullpen's a they disaster. Are. They, oh, that's it's why bad. I think there could be some runs in this, in this baseball game. <laughs> yes, yes. They're both Maybe it's they're not Gabe Kapler's fault after all. Like, oh, Joe no. Girardi will be a big difference. Joe Girardi's like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, Girardi's it's been like, in the game you know 40 what? years. He's worn out already. Yeah, it's like Joe Madden, this genius. Have you watched the Angels play recently? Yeah, like, I, I'm he's watching won nine games. Oh, dude, I, I I even took a chance this this afternoon. It's six three now. I got them plus five and a half, but I took them before the game when they were down six nothing. It's six three game. This moron. I don't know why people think Joe Madden's a good manager. He left that pitcher in. He threw eight straight strikes. He threw fourteen balls to one strike, and he's sitting there. Even the guys doing the broadcast. Hey, Joe. Like, are you waking up? Like, Joe Madden's like drifting off, nodding off in the dugout it's like buddy your pitcher's giving up all these runs like i don't understand like some of these managers they get this genius tag i'm not sure if he is a genius well listen the you know he won a world series but let's be real i mean the chicago cubs had a pretty damn good roster loaded yes. you know I mean? yes. like they, they had a pretty yes. good roster is he the only one yes. that would have won uh with the chicago cubs uh i don't know SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Daniels, I am Renzi. We're kicking it with the raging redhead Cam Stewart, as always. And uh, as always, Donnie Wrightside. Steps up and in as he does. Hey, we're on the clock uh, right now. A lot of stuff to get to uh, with Dr. Don um, from uh, from the office. Steps up and in. Always a pleasure, Donnie. How you doing? <laughs> hey, doing good, man. Tuesdays, love to hang out with you guys. Got a lot more free time on our hands here in Philadelphia, but we did celebrate with a cake and ice cream over Brett Brown leaving the city here. So, Well, I'll tell you what. Yeah, Cam just bet on the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, Donnie, and I told him, 
Nobody's getting rich betting on Philly sports teams this week, bro. <laughs> like between yeah. the Flyers, the no. 76ers, and then no one's getting rich betting on the Phillies this year. This game just underway. Any take on this Phillies Nationals game? I actually had, I actually liked the uh, team total in the first five innings of two and a half, and it was going to be in good shape here. They had two men on, nobody out in the top of the first with Bryce Harper up, which is exactly what you want. Grounds into a double play, man on third with two outs now. So I think there's going to be some runs in this game, though, Gabe. I do. Yeah, so did I. I was talking about that. I thought there could be some runs. Just the, that's the news that you needed to hear, Cam. Bryce Harper. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I got to be honest with you. It's not been a good 48 hours, but don't, I still love Donnie, though. It's yeah, just bad news everywhere. <laughs> I, saw, I saw Cam's tweet. saw Cam's tweet uh, grabbing a piece of the Angels. And uh, then, then I heard Cam's uh, update on Scotty Farrell's show, and I could just tell by Cam's voice that he, he can see he's watching the Angels get pummeled oh, yeah. uh, early, yeah, early in the baseball yes. game. So, um, so yeah, expecting some runs uh, in this game. We'll get back to the baseball card uh, this evening. Uh, but uh, first things first, so as you mentioned, Brett Brown is out. And I guess the reports out of Philadelphia today were that don't expect – don't expect uh, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid to be broken up, that they're not trading one of the two of them. That's, they don't believe that that's the problem. Do you agree uh, with that assessment? Not necessarily, Gabe, but here's the issue that you have in the NBA. It's when you trade garbage for garbage, but if you're going to get rid of Ben Simmons and you're going to get rid of Joel Embiid, you know you're only going to take back pennies on the dollar just moving contracts around. It's just not a smart business plan. You're married to these guys for until they say, I don't want to play in Philadelphia. I demand the trade. You can't get rid of them because you're only going to get slopped back, and that's not going to be what the Sixers need over the next two to three years. You're stuck. We're stuck. You know what? They can be successful uh, together, uh, but, you know, uh, just because they can doesn't mean that they will. Yeah, and I think part of the problem, Gabe, and you'll agree with this, is Elton Brand. This guy put this team together. I think, you know, Brett Brown wasn't a great coach. We'll, We'll admit that. I don't think he was the worst coach in the league, but Elton Brand is friends, as you know, Donnie, with the organization, the owners of the club. He's the guy who put this team together. He's the guy that overpaid for Tobias Harris. That's my take is he's got to take some flack, but he's going nowhere because he's he's tight with the ownership. Yeah, not to mention you're exactly right, Kim. Contract. Mm-hmm. That's what that's the one that hurt the most because when Jimmy Butler leaves in the middle of the night to head down to Miami and JJ Redick follows, the sign of a good GM is not to say, "Hey, look, I just freed up about a hundred million dollar contract. Let me spend it on the first thing that moves." You might want to take a step back, Gabe. Look at your Toronto Raptors. Did they go panic mode when Kawhi left? Oh my God, I need a max nope. contract guy. No, they stayed the course and said, "If we need to add on, we have the flexibility to do it." That's a good organization, not a panic move. Yeah, I can't. I can't disagree uh, with that. Uh, bad chemistry. One thing I will say: Listen, I just don't think Joel Embiid's personality and Ben Simmons' personalities. If you're just talking about them from a basketball standpoint, it should work. Uh, but their personalities just, you know, they don't. It doesn't mesh when those are your two guys that you have to count on. Neither of them are really true leaders uh, per se. Both very good players. If I had to keep one, I mean, I like Embiid. Embiid at least balls. Embiid shows up. Yes. We'll give him credit. He played the series. He delivered every game. They didn't win. Uh, but I agree. Elton Brand and the decisions they make organizationally. And one thing I will say, too, I guess you give another coach a crack at this with, with, with Joel Embiid and with Ben Simmons. 
I get, you know, you, you, you give you give another coach a crack at this. So as far as the Philadelphia Flyers are concerned, they get a day off, and then we're back to day hockey uh, tomorrow. A t- uh, afternoon game tomorrow for the Philadelphia Flyers. That'll be a pretty key game. And I'll tell you what, Donnie, even though they beat the Montreal Canadiens, there was a lot of puck luck. Like, to put it in context, if I would compare it to, like, a football uh, game, it's like the Canadians fumbled on the goal line four times or something. Like, they went up and down the field, and they fumbled, and they threw interceptions in the red zone. Like, Philadelphia did not look good against Montreal, even though they won the series in six. And let's not forget, the Canadians were the 12th seed. Like, they were the lowest-seeded team in Eastern Conference. That was a 12 versus one, and it was a battle. So I'm not really surprised that they find themselves in a position that they do against the Islanders. We'll see if they're able to bounce back. They have been a very resilient team this year, though, Donnie. I'll give them that. Yeah, really good goalie, and you're right, Gabe. When you talk about the 12th seed, let's take a look at the NHL overall. I believe they came into the bubble 24th overall in points in the league, so it's not like you were going up against a top-10 matchup. And I have to say, watching hockey and enjoying playoff hockey and the Flyers advancing, that first series with Montreal through six games, it wasn't very much fun from my side. It was basically watching the TV, hoping Carter Hart stood on his head, and maybe you got to rush the opposite way, and you turn on the TV for game one in the Islanders series, guys, and you see the same thing. Turnovers in the box right away. The Islanders pounce. I got to tell you, though, the Flyers got blown out, Gabe. I felt they played a better game against the Islanders than they did all they six did. games versus Montreal. And they got smoked. Crazy. They did, Donnie. I'll, I, and, Gabe, I'll tell you, watching that game, the Flyers dominated the second period. But the thing that people don't understand yes. about the Islanders, they don't give you space. So they just kept on around. Like, they're just shooting from the point. The Islanders are just blocking everything. And let's be honest, Donnie and Gabe, nobody's talking about Varlamov. This guy has back-to-back shutouts. I get it. Carter Hart's great, but Varlamov shut out the Capitals and shut out the Flyers. This guy's running on two straight shutouts. The Islanders don't get enough respect with their goaltending. No, I can't disagree. You know the Islanders, too. These guys are just unbelievable five-on-five. System. Yeah. Like they, they they just, they're system. almost impossible to score on unless you get them um, you know, on, on the penalty kill. They're just so disciplined. Barry Trotz is a great coach. They have their hands full. Uh, But I maintain, guys, Boston are winning the Eastern Conference. Boston are going uh, to the Stanley Cup uh, Finals, at least uh, in my opinion they are. All right, so, Donnie, um, we've got uh, Denver Denver and Utah coming up. And, you know, there's a saying, Donnie, and I don't know how you feel about it, but when you hear, well, that team just wanted it more. And I do believe in that. If anyone had watched the Pacers and the Heat, you could tell. When there was a ball, when there was a 50-50 ball, Miami wanted it. You can tell by the level of intensity. This It's it's just true. There's different levels to this stuff. They, uh, that's why certain teams are better than other teams. They're more intense, and they want it more. Um, to me, when you look at this, Denver seemed just a little bit overwhelmed. Malone doesn't really have any answers. Jokic, you know, interesting. They're sort of like Philadelphia in a sense, in, in a way that – Jokic is really good, but he's not intense enough, right? Like, he just doesn't have that sort of, like, I'm going to dig down deeper now because the stakes are higher. Denver only sort of have one level. And I'll tell you what, if Donovan Mitchell played for the Lakers or Donovan Mitchell played for the Rockets, I think people would talk about this kid more. But this kid is unbelievable for 23 years old. And watching this series, I don't see any reason to get in front of Utah right now. I think they finished him off, Donnie. 
Yeah, could, you could be right there on that because also when you take a look at Denver, they like to sit on and say, hey, we're going to have at least three or four games in that high elevation, which they don't get to do. Now they're just playing down in a bubble. And you're right about Spider Mitchell. I mean, just look at him if he was even on the New York Knicks. It's amazing that, again, and this also goes back, I like to take a shot at the Sixers in this way because you're tanking to get the top picks when there's really good basketball players that you can develop all the way through that first round and early second round. Kudos to them for finding him. He's a stud. Yeah, look at a guy like Pascal Siakam, second round yeah. draft pick. Yes. Amazing. Second round draft pick. Fred Van <laughs> undrafted. Drafted. <laughs> undrafted. Great eyes. It's unbelievable. And he was a winner at Wichita State, yep. too, Gabe. That's the thing. Sometimes yeah, you got to look at intangibles. That's the thing. That Wichita State team didn't lose. Like, you have to look at guys who are like winners, and those are the guys you take a chance on. Yeah, unbelievable. He wasn't drafted. All right, we'll get into uh, the Dallas Mavericks and the Clippers series, uh, which for me has been the most entertaining. That's the best series. Oklahoma City and Houston has been weird and good. Like, just it's just because it's so strange and it's 2 2. But as far as just all out, oh my God, and like that, oh, 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 I can't, oh, it's Dallas, uh, it's Dallas and the Clippers. (laughs) SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am Gabe Lorenzo. We're kicking it on the radio. We're at Cam Stewart. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates and whatever platform you might be watching us on uh, right now. Uh, so we're on the clock. Uh, updated number. Uh, the uh, the Denver Nuggets are getting two and a half points in this basketball game. If you like the Nuggets to win the game uh, outright, plus uh, 118. Utah Jazz minus 138. The total is 219. I expect there to be some points uh, in this game especially considering it's an elimination game uh, as well. Uh, But uh, my money's on Utah. I think Utah finished them off, and I do think this game goes over the number. And as we stated, we've watched every minute of this uh, series. It's been very enjoyable. We've done pretty good with the props in this series as well, but now the the props are all, like, overly adjusted uh, because uh, we're we're further along uh, here. But they're getting production from everybody. Like, Rudy Gobert is a great defensive Monster. player. And and how stupid, like, um, was, was that take that, oh, Utah might have problems because of the Gobert and Donovan Mitchell stuff. Exactly. Yeah, big problems, huh, Donnie? <laughs> Mitchell's going out for 51. Joke. Gobert's getting, like, 18 rebounds a game. I mean, big problems. <laughs> Yeah, they can't coexist together was the whole news. That, oh, my goodness, when they get down in the bubble, what's going to happen? They're playing just fine out there. Two good basketball teams because you, I think the Utah Jazz and Denver Nuggets series gets lost a little bit because the overall firepower and superstars, you're worried about LeBron, you're worried about you know the Greek freak and stuff like that. It's been a great series so far. No, it has been. It's been good basketball, actually. Utah, Utah has yeah. played great. I'm a big Quinn Snyder fan. He's really, really doing a great job coaching. Uh, you know, him, listen, I, you know, Nick Nurse is a great coach, but they were only playing Brooklyn. The job that Spolstra does, people just don't realize this. I don't think the, you know, the common, the average guy that isn't a, a hardcore basketball guy doesn't realize the subtleties of just the timeouts. And you know good coaches? Like Coach K does it in college, guys. And it's actually annoying. <laughs> but, like, when you have the underdog, like the, the the opposing team can hit one three cam and Coach K will call yep. a timeout. Yeah. Done. Like, hey, Didn't like it. He's <laughs> like, what the exactly. hell is that? <laughs> you know, like, yes. one shot. And you know, you get, like, remember Dwayne Casey, now the coach in the Pistons, when he was the coach in the Raptors, 
Johnny, there used to be like 18, like two runs by the Cavs yeah, in the yeah. playoffs. Yes. And he'd be walking with his hands Brett Brown, That's Brett Brown's M.O. Yeah, it's like, dude, call the timeout, bro. It's like, it's an 8 nothing run, bro. Like, the, you, like, anyone, anyone, like, anyone watching can tell, like, yeah, this isn't going good. Like, they, you know, this is a bad run that's about to happen here. you got to call timeout. Eric Spolstra yesterday, like, the Pacers scored like five unanswered. He called timeout. Like every yep. time the Pacers would get going, he'd stop it. And good coaches do that, right? He has timeouts. Use them. Use them. Use them properly. Like don't use them in a panic because you got to talk to people. Use them to screw the other team over. It's like, hey, I see you getting Not hot. You, I'm going to call timeout, <laughs> and I'm going to do it right before. Phil Jackson I was the TV only one that used out. to be able to get away with that. Yeah, Phil was yes. the only one that oh, used yeah. to get away with that. But then again, he had Michael Jordan and then flipped it over to Shaq and Kobe. So, hey, you guys figure it out out there. You guys will be all right. But if you're just a regular <laughs> team, stop the momentum. Hey, you know, throw in the towel at some point. I mean, goodness. So what about tonight's game, uh, Donnie? Dallas and, uh, and the Clippers, really, really fun series. The legend of Luka Gross, 43, 17, and 13 uh, the other day. Unbelievable. Uh, for this kid after he gets called a punk-ass um, a punk ass <laughs> white boy. That was the best way to respond. And I loved how, like, he screamed in their faces, too, as he did it after. And Doc Rivers called his Clipper team out after the game. He said they were scared. He goes, he goes, I'm watching. He goes, they go on a run and we fall apart. He goes, we're mentally weak, mentally fragile. I never thought I'd hear a Kawhi Leonard team. This comes down to Paul George just is hitting shots. Uh, they bad. don't have Porzingis tonight, guys, but is, am I an idiot for walking into this, taking the Mavericks at plus eight? Is this like a trap where the Clippers just smoke them? Uh, yeah, if, you're dumb, me, if you're dumb, I'm dumber. I'm with you, buddy. Dumb and dumber. Uh, we were really dumb points. with Portland. <laughs> give me the eight points, too. Here's the thing. Yeah, let's not talk about Dallas, Portland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, let's not talk about that game. That was yesterday on the whole. I'd like to go in the hot tub time machine and erase yesterday. It was a horrible day. But anyway, <laughs> let's let's talk about this game. That's the thing about Dallas. They've gone small ball. And Trey Burke, your boy, Gabe, he's looked pretty good in this game. A lot of penetration. Hardaway's hitting his shots. They're doing things differently. It's a good model. I will take the generous points with Dallas. And if they get a lead, yeah, the Clippers look really weird to me. It's almost like they tapped out. And then they came back late. But I believe in Doncic and, uh, and Dallas. What are you thinking there, Donnie? Are you riding it? Three is a charm or is it just no, I, yeah, dumb and dumber? Yeah, yeah. It could be dumb, dumber, and dumbest tonight on the show because I'm going to follow you right down that path and take the and take the eight points in this one. And you saw right yes. when it was sitting at minus seven, then you see the injury to Porzingis come back. He's not playing. And you know the general public. So, oh, my gosh, I'm going to fire away on the Clippers. Now, there is something to be said about what Gabe was bringing up where when your co a veteran coach calls you out after the game, you know they're going to come locked in. And also, let's remember, they blew a really large lead. It wasn't as if the Dallas Mavericks went from A to B to C to D and really closed that game out. Luka Doncic was amazing last game coming into the game. And maybe we didn't even know if we'd have Porzingis or Doncic in that game. Now you know he's going to be playing the whole game. I'll take the eight points in this one, but it is fun in the NBA when you see the star rising right in front of your eyes in big moments. Luka Doncic is going to be good for a long time. It's nice that everybody gets to focus and see how good he really is. Yeah, it is, um, it is true that the Clippers have been in control of almost every game at some point, right? Like in the first game, they were up 18 to two. Like they've had these massive runs uh, but it gets away from them. And clearly, guys, the loss of Patrick Beverly is massive to what, what they do defensively. And as I said, Paul George is rattled offensively. Uh, I mm -hmm. think the, the fact that Dallas just keep punching back is starting to freak them out a little bit. I think the Clippers are kind of like bullies that are surprised that the kid is fighting back. 
and and actually landing shots uh, right now. Luka Doncic won a EuroLeague championship at 19. He's not intimidated by these men. Like he's already he's been playing against men his entire life uh, already. And you know, you brought it up, Cam, as far as Trey Burke is concerned. I don't want to mention it, Donnie, but the Philadelphia 76ers waved him. They could, yeah. It looked like they could have used him. <laughs> they, yeah, right. They Neto's, Neto's a much better Don't want to mention it. Think I will. They waved him. But no, listen, yeah. Trey, Trey Burke's playing. Like, I no one saw Trey Burke playing this great. Yeah, exactly. yeah, this, you can argue this is the best Trey Burke's ever played in his NBA career. Michigan. Uh, right yeah. now. But yeah, look at the other Michigan guy, too, Tim Hardaway Jr. The two Wolverines are yeah. balling uh, out there right now. Uh, Seth Curry. Guys, this is two years in a row, just to mention, two years in a row that it's Seth, not Steph, that's balling in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's what good coaching up. does, man. That's good coaching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, listen, I think they're in this. I understand it can get away from us, uh, but, hey, if it's a trap, I'm falling into the well. It is It is what it is. <laughs> let, let's let's get into the, uh, the baseball. Red Sox and Blue Jays. I like the Jays in this spot. Cam, I'll throw it to you first. Let's go rapid fire through the baseball. I like the Blue Jays uh, here, back in their quote-unquote uh, home field, sailing field, um, in 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 Buffalo, taking on a Red Sox team that's in in sell mode right now. They were already bad, and they've traded like a couple of parts of their bullpen. No reason why the Jays can't win this game. They're seven and two in their last nine uh, games, making eight and two in their last ten. Give me the Jays. I love the Jays today. Yeah, I already bet them. Uh, I think it's a good uh, price, too. I think they're going to get it done. Uh, the the, uh, the total's a very high number, but I like the over. As you said, uh, the Boston Red Sox bullpen's in shambles, and the Jays' bullpen, it's patchwork, so I think you can get a lot of runs late in the game, but I like the Blue Jays to get it done. Any opinion on the Blue Jay red Sox game, Donnie? I agree. And if you guys have watched any games there in Buffalo, it's like a mini Wrigley. I mean, you're talking about over-unders in a Major League Baseball stadium outside of Coors at 11 and a half. That ball flies out of there. Watch the series last week with the Phillies. And Cam's right. If when you take away two pieces of a bad bullpen already with Henry and Workman with go over to the Philadelphia Phillies, it takes a while for that bullpen to readjust itself. So if they knock out Hart, who's not even a good pitcher to start off, he goes four or five innings. You have a couple innings to eat on that bullpen. I think the Jays score some runs, and I think they win this game. Yeah, the Blue Jays just crushed the ball in this park, too. Uh, it's it's, it's yeah. home run central, as you stated. It's a Wrigley. It's a Coors-like atmosphere for one reason or another. And it's not that small, either. So I don't I don't know what, what it is, like why the ball is flying as much as it is. And, and it is humid uh, in the area. We, we, should, uh, we should mention that. All right, so I like the Blue Jays uh, here as well, guys. I'm on. Yeah. I'm going to take uh, the Toronto uh, Blue Jays. Um, Yankees and Braves. Yankees and Braves. So Acuna's back, Aaron Judge is back, Garrett Cole is on the hill. Feels like the Yankees haven't played in forever. Donnie, any take on this one? Yeah, I'm going to go with what's been working with this whole COVID schedule. It seems like the teams that are rested come back swinging the lumber, and the Yankees are getting healthy at the right time. Still a lot of guys on that roster out, but you get Aaron Judge back. But also, you get a rested ace going up against a young kid. I'm not going to waste and go the entire game and spend that enormous amount You know, that's going to take to take the Yankees. I'm going to limit it to the first five innings and take the run line on the Yankees. Give me a 3-1 to one lead after five innings. I'll take the cash. Give me Garrett Cole versus the young rookie any day of the week. Cam, remember last week, uh, last time Cole pitched, or whatever, feels like it was forever ago. Um, yeah. But um, I took the Rays in that baseball game. Cole didn't get tied yep. with the loss, but Tampa did win the baseball game. Correct. I'm not ready to rob the same bank, uh, you know, two times in the same week here. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I, I think uh, the the Yankees is the play. I agree with Donnie. I don't like the juice in it, so I, the, Donnie's approach is playing at first five. I'm going to probably find a dance partner and a bunch of round-robin two-game parlays, maybe with the Vegas Golden Knights in hockey, but the Yankees should be able to take care of business in this spot. And you're getting Cole under $2. That's fine. All right, here's a, here's a strikeout prop that I'm going to be playing tonight, guys. Giolito's strikeout prop is seven and a half. This guy's a strikeout machine, man. Strikeout machine, seven and a half is just too low. Listen, the number's a little high. Listen, Pittsburgh actually don't strike out a ton. They're they're like fourth or fifth, actually. Um, you know, at not striking out. They're they strike out like the fourth least. But Giolito's a K machine. This guy's a double digit machine. I love this it's guy. seven and a half. Mm-hmm. If it's a trap, then hey, call me Timmy, because I fell into the well. <laughs> and yeah, you got, you're falling yeah, into I'm, a lot of wells. There's a lot of wells on the property today. <laughs> I'm falling in, too. They're, they're everywhere. Falling into winds, Cam. Falling into winds, yes, not yes, wells. Yes, Wells, winds. Hopefully, yes, winds. Hopefully we're falling into winds. But that, that's what I like in this game. And I do think that, listen, the White Sox are starting to get a rolling a little bit uh, right now. Five games over 500. Oh, uh, right. We'll hit more baseball on the other side with Donnie and Cam. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decision continues. I am Arenci. We're kicking it with Donnie Wrightside, Arenci Redhead, Cam Stewart, and don't look now, but we're 16 days away from the start of the National Football League uh, season. Wow. Um, and don't look now. We're nine days away from college football. That's right. That's There's nuts. college football next Thursday night. All right? Um, and, you know, I tell you what, though. This is the sign of the times. 2020 college football season kicks off, Cam. Central yep. Arkansas at UAB. And you know what? What a I game! No complaints. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Ricky Bonanza. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it, it ain't glamorous. There's a double header no. next Thursday, guys. It ain't glamorous. There's a double header: Central Arkansas at UAB, South Alabama at Southern Miss. That's the game of the night. Ooh. South Alabama. This almost feels like it's Korean baseball or something. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean, Donnie? It's like, well, yeah, it's college football, but not really. We got Central Arkansas. It's going to be. It's probably, probably, they should probably put it on at 2 a.m. Yep, you know, 2 a.m. And you wake up and, oh, UAB's on. What's going on here? Yeah, that's what it feels like. Sure. All right, Saturday, September the 5th. So not this Saturday, but the following Saturday. The game of the week, Louisiana Monroe at Troy. Because we've got Arkansas still. Arkansas State at Memphis. That's a big Eastern game. Kentucky at Marshall. Some belt, yeah. Mm-hmm. Houston Baptist at North Texas. Give me the over. Yeah, <laughs> Louisiana Monroe at Troy. Oh, Middle Tennessee State at Army. SMU at Texas State. And uh, Stephen F. Austin at UAB. Looks like UAB's uh, getting a lot UAB. of play here, Cam. <laughs> yeah, that's right. UAB's getting TV UAB out says of the Corona suck We're playing. <laughs> oh, that's so good. The first, wow, that's a the, that that schedule's horrible. It's <laughs> awful. But we'll take it. Well, but we'll Cam, take yeah, it. Twenty twenty. Hey, you say it's yes. horrible. We're going to spend like an hour breaking these games down next week, buddy. So, oh, um, oh I'm aware. Monday, September the. <laughs> Seventh is like the first real sort of game. BYU at Navy. Oh, yeah, there we go. BYU at Navy. Monday night football, September the 7th. 
And then Thursday, September the 10th, UAB once again. Wow, UAB's on TV every week. UAB yeah. at the Miami Hurricanes, Donnie. Yep. <laughs> with fans. With fans. Uh, hey, 13,000 fans down there to root that game on. But uh, the one thing I do take out of this game is when you look at BYU, all these big-time institutions sign games for like 10 years down the road. And the AD tells you, it's so hard to get games. We have to do it a decade in advance. BYU is barnstorming this year, setting up games wherever <laughs> they are. I don't want to hear that again where we're going to schedule, hey, Michigan's going to play Miami in 2030 is the next available spot. Come on. Oh, man. How about North Dakota State, guys? I don't know if you saw this. North Dakota State, yeah. they're playing in the spring, too. So, like, they, they are, they're delaying their season, except they're playing one game now. <laughs> they're going to play one game at Showcase home. game. Yeah. Showcase game for their quarterback, Lance. So, uh, <laughs> Lance. yeah, showcase game for their quarterback, Cam. And they're giving them the choice. Yep. Listen, if you want to come back after, fine. If you don't, it's cool. We understand. But we're doing this yep. for our season ticket holders. You know, limited amount of fans. They're having like a lottery with their season ticket holders and the students to get in. One game uh, against Central Arkansas, actually. Then they shut it down, and then they'll restart. Um, they'll restart in the spring when the Big Ten, Pac-12, Mountain West. And you know what, guys? You know, I think they made the decision too early. I'm a Big Ten guy. They made the decision too early. Yeah. But without being stated, as gamblers, Donnie, and as football fans, it's going to be damn cool, bro. It's going to be March, mm. and we're going to be – they're going to have their own little thing because they're moving on with the college football playoff without them. So already there's already talks of, like, yeah, yeah, all right, we're going to do a Big Ten, Mountain West, Pac-12, and, and the other teams that don't play. So there's, you know, more football. I'm not complaining, Donnie. It is what it is, man. Yeah, good, exactly. If, if it's good football, I'm in because always the joke is, you know, I played Division three football. It doesn't mean I want to watch Division three football on TV, but if you're going to give me the Big Ten in the spring, legitimate football, I'll watch. I wasn't a big AAF guy and stuff, but yeah, I'll take shots at Division three all the time. Bad football is bad football, but if you give me good football, I'll yeah. watch. Yeah, it's like you said, like when you, you say you're not a big hockey guy, you didn't really enjoy that Flyer Canadian series. Trust me, oh my God, I was, was winning torture. money on the unders, and I wasn't enjoying it. I was like, God, this sucks. <laughs> I was like, this is so bad. <laughs> but all right, so Tic-tac-toe hockey, we want power play goals. We had none of that, and I just sat here going, we just won this series? I'm like, oh, that wasn't even fun. Come on, man, give me some fun out there. <laughs> uh, and, and now another one nothing game uh, last night with the Islanders. So, yeah, guys, I'm going with, uh, I'm going with Giolito here. Uh, Giolito's been a strikeout uh, machine. I don't see any reason why. Um, he, he can't go over seven and a half in his last start, guys. He had 13 strikeouts against the Detroit Tigers. Um, yeah, he's, he's a KO machine. It's a fair number. I thought yep. it was going to be eight and a half. I really did. I thought it was going to be eight and a half. When I saw it was seven and a half, I pounced. Uh, so we're going over to seven and a half. Donnie, what do you think about uh, Chicago's other team, uh, the Cubs uh, tonight? This number baffles me. Talk trap, I guess, is the word of the night tonight. What's up with the short price here? Uh, with the Cubs at minus 130 against a, a Tigers team in a complete free fall. Yeah, the only thing I could think of in this game is you're looking for Chatwood to sort of come back to earth. Now, when you take a look at his ERA, it's a little bit high, but those advanced analytic numbers that we like to look at, like Sierras and XFIP, all point to him having a really good season. But again, you can't get it out of your mind. How many times have you watched Chatwood pitch over the past couple of years where it's four innings, 100 pitches, and you're already into the bullpen? But I got to tell you, looking at this lineup, the Cubs have a decent lineup. Chris Bryant is injured tonight. I think the Cubs are going to score some runs. But you're right. That line looks a little bit short. But as we're talking about it now, rising up, and you see all sure it's up to about maybe 130 
39 now. So going in the right direction, I think the Cubs handle their business tonight. And again, you talked earlier about that Pirates game. That Pirates lineup stinks. Colin Moran is the only good hitter, and he's out with a concussion. Giolito should blow through that team, and that right-handed lineup for the White Sox should dominate that game, Gabe. Chicago White Sox had 55 home runs on the season uh, already. Amazing. Really starting to yep. yeah, light, lighten up a little bit. Uh, they're starting to put it together. Dangerous baseball team like some yeah. people thought. I think Cam, I don't know. I think maybe people just, you know, they think Chatwood's a gas can, right? That that, um, yep. that that he gets lit up here. But, man, the Chicago Cubs are minus 130, bro. Like the Detroit Tigers had that nice yeah. little start, but they've been struggling. Struggling. Yeah, struggling. Joe Namath style. Yeah, Joe Namath style. Struggling. I don't care, but I just want to kiss you. No, I'll say this. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> I, I, you guys are going to hate me <laughs> at the, the Tiger. <laughs> I'm on the Tigers tonight. I actually like Turnbull as a pitcher. I think he's pretty decent. Uh, Tyler Chatwood, on the other hand, yeah, he's okay. He's coming off the IL. We'll see. It's a short, re a short price for a reason. Detroit has been awful. The Cubs got better bets. But, Gabe, I'm making it my uh, – the Tiger is my pooch of the night. I will take the plus uh, 120 and change with the Detroit baseball Tigers oh, tonight to beat the Cubs. Mm. All right. Um, Cam Stewart says he's going to roll the dice on the Detroit uh, Tigers. Um, yes. <laughs> I've got four words for Thank you. Thank God. I've got four <laughs> words for you, Cam. There was no encouragement pray, pray there, Gabe. There was no encouragement me, for that. Gabe. <laughs> good luck that with that. Yeah, no, yeah, good luck with that. that. <laughs> yeah. Four. Four. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, good gonna, luck with that. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I saw your tweet today about the Angels. I was like, man, I like the Astros here, but I don't really want to. Yeah. It's like, man, thing is, everybody's hurt on the Astros. You know, like now Springer, now Springer gets hit, right? Yeah. So it's like, all right, no, I don't Frank, wanna make, no Springer. Like, yeah. starting to catch up. I don't want to make the excuses, but yeah, no, the first inning, so the, it's 0-0. Zero, zero. They lay down a squibber, they, they have an error. There's a routine ground ball. I'm watching the game going, what are these guys doing? And then the pitcher threw to first base and went way to the corner of the outfield. Two runners scored on base. Like it was 5 nothing in the first inning, 6-3 final. Like the Angels are just like the bad news bears right now. They can't figure it out. Like, man, that team. I, Mike Trout must be going, well, you know, why you sign with these guys? Like, they're they're awful. Yeah, it's true. Mike Trout's more worried about the, uh, the Hurricanes right now. Um, you see, Mike Trout's actually a weather <laughs> buff for real. Yeah, like he, he's a way. Yeah, he's a hurricane chaser. Yeah. Like he watches this stuff all day. Yeah. And in fact, yeah. he's even friends with like he's Mike Trout, so whatever. He's buddies with like the head <laughs> meteorologist at the Weather Network. And I just read, <laughs> like he spoke to him today. And he Mike Trout's so hardcore, he told them, I'm not getting on a plane. Like we'll drive six hours. Like we're not like flying into the eye of a hurricane. <laughs> so, like, Mike, Mike Trout, between coronavirus, his kid, hurricanes, I don't know. Baseball seems like this last thing on this dude's mind. Uh, Houston just yeah. owned these guys. Uh, but, hey, it is it is what it is. Donnie Wrightside, you can follow him on Twitter, at Donnie Wrightside. Get great analysis, picks. Check out his uh, videos over at SBR uh, as well. Uh, great stuff, uh, as always. Uh, Donnie, thanks a lot for uh, stepping up and taking the time to be with us. We'll start uh, jumping on to the gridiron in the coming weeks, buddy. No, I can't wait for it. It's going to be a fun fall. And by the way, just to leave you with a little bit of something here, Cam, a three-run blast by JT Realmuto, four-to-one Phillies. So we'll leave with some that's, gifts today. We'll that's what I'm talking gifts. about, right side. There we go. Yes, thank you. Good news. Thanks, right Donnie. Care, boys. Thanks again. That. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you, Donnie. Have a good like one, Donnie. Donnie left here with some good news. Donnie left oh, on the high note with some good news. You like I, that, huh? Don
Donnie's a good, great guy. I love having – and no, Gabe, when he, when he comes on, too, the sound is smooth. Like, we always talk about, like, guys at the network, like, blew it. We never know if he's going to be in, a, like, a bunker or, you know what I mean, an underground cave. Like, I just like to see Donnie in his studio. <clears throat> yeah, and he's uh, – it's going to be a lot of fun, buddy. You said a college football's coming up, NFL's coming up. There's the one pauses about this COVID-19 era, Gabe. I love afternoon sports. Like, it's fun for our show. Fan, like, yeah. remember back in the day? Like, it's just waiting till like, 7, 8 o'clock and, you know, the NBA games at 10.30. I just love these uh, these early starts, man. Like, it's fun. When they were rocking and rolling in the afternoon, man, like, that makes my day. It's, it's awesome. That's why I like afternoon golf, but afternoon playoff hockey and basketball is way better. And, you know, there's, there's, there's a couple of cool additions to the sports world. The Kentucky Derby. Uh, is around the corner, yep. uh, September the 5th. So the Kentucky Derby is rapidly approaching. They said no fans. Then they said fans. Now they're back to no fans. No fans. Yeah, no, no fans. They can't do that. So, yeah. They can't do They can't yeah, have fans. They're, so, they're back to no fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, smart. They were it's a smart like move. 2000 or something like that. But even now, there's still. a spike in, in Kentucky. They said, no, no, yeah. like we're not. So no, no fans. We're still going on. And I know you have to be excited. We've got the Masters in November. Uh, which is like, that's never happened before. So we have the Masters in November, and then we have the Masters again in April. So April, they're yeah, two Masters. Be two Masters. They're, they're going back yeah. to back, which uh, that's going to be uh, that's gonna be uh, pretty unique. Uh, but uh, we got a hockey game coming up in, in a do. couple of minutes. The NHL's all over the place with their times. Uh, bro, 8 o'clock, 10.30, 9.45, <laughs> 6 o'clock. It's like 10, 3 in the afternoon. Like, it's annoying. Like, if you're a player, you're all about rhythm and routine. And oh, every, I know. every day the NHL has you playing at a different time. They're like, it's just stupid. Ex- back to back. Excellent and then point. This, and then don't play. Then you play here. Oh, you're going to play at night and in the afternoon. Yep. Uh, but whatever, man. Gary Bettman's an yep. idiot. So um, the Boston Bruins and the Tampa Bay Lightning. I see no reason to get in front of the Boston Bruins, uh, Cam. They're 5-1 and one in the playoffs. They played six playoff games. They're 5-1 and one in the playoffs. They're um, they're on a four game. Uh, they're 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 four and one in their last five games. They're incredibly efficient. You have to almost play a perfect game to beat them. And quite frankly, it's just we have a team that has grit, that has plays with the intangibles against a team that you know has a hard time digging down deep in the Tampa Bay Lightning camp. There's only so many times that you can trust the Lightning. I just you know I like Boston to win the series. And to me, man, the game's a pick them even. I mean, shouldn't Boston be favored? It's the tough. Here's what I'm going to say. Yeah, no. Here's what I'm going to say. I, I like Tampa Bay tonight. As for the series, I think it's probably going to go the distance, but I'm not betting the series because I don't want to step in front of Boston. Tonight, the McDonough injury hurts Tampa Bay. I think Vasilevsky will be better. And I'm just going to say, I think Tampa Bay stars show up tonight, but Boston is damn good and they're the hardest working team in the league. I'll tell you what. Um... I just, I just don't see a reason to uh, to get in front of this Boston Bruin uh, juggernaut. Yeah, they're, they're just, good, it's a very, very similar to me to, to the Dallas Stars last night. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, you can make an argument for Colorado, but I'm not getting in front of a team that's won five in a row now, six in a row. SportsGrid.com: Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips, 24/7, as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, Cam, we're on the clock. We have a couple of minutes before uh, the transition into in-game live, and me and Cam will be with you until eight o'clock uh, Eastern. 
Uh, but the Boston Bruins and the Tampa Bay Lightning are uh, getting ready to drop the puck uh, momentarily. I'm going to take the red-hot Boston Bruins, and I'm going to go under 5.5. It's minus 130 right now at FanDuel, 5.5. And, and I don't mind. If there's an early goal, then, then the in-game number will quickly uh, jump up to 6.5, and, and I can jump in on that. Uh, but I'm going to go under 5.5. Uh, I, you know, goals are tough to come by. You've got two good goalies. Halak is playing great. Boston don't give up a lot of chances. I think we're looking at another 3-2 style hockey game here, Cam. And uh, let's give, give me the Boston Bruins to win and give me the under five and a half. Um, Major League uh, Baseball, we gave you the Toronto Blue Jays. And the Blue Jays are now up 2-0, Cam. Perfect. Yep. I'd rather let's be up 2 nothing than down 2 nothing. You're damn right. Yes, yes. More runs, please. And actually, they got runners on second and third with one out, too. If we can get four or five in the first inning, I also gave took that over 11 and a half. I'm not going to let that total scare me off. So go Jays, go over, buddy. Let's do this. You know, we hit that under last night uh, with the Twins and the Indians, but tonight it's seven yep. and a half. Uh, Bieber strikeout prop, seven and a half minus 160 to the over. Have to lay the juice, or you can get it now at eight, um, you know, shaded to the over uh, a little bit. But we got it earlier in the day at seven and a half. That game is coming up a little bit uh, later on. Uh, we can get into uh, to that game. But as far as games starting right at seven here, it's just the Boston Bruins and the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning. And I'm going to take uh, Boston and the under, and uh, Cam disagrees. Yeah, we're on most of the same stuff. I'm going to take the Lightning tonight to even up the series. In baseball, <clears throat> it's not going to be ugly, but hey, sometimes you got to do it. I'm going to think take the Tigers at plus 124 tonight against the Chicago Cubs. I also like the Reds as a dog against Milwaukee, even though they let me down last night. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.